0: Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeca. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here, Mike. we got so much to go over today. We have made it. It is week one, week two of the NFL season. We are here. We're locked and loaded, primed for a new NFL season. Uh, we're going to be talking some expectations about your Detroit Lions. We're going to cl- cut clear guidelines for what you should expect, what you should not expect, for this iteration of your Detroit Lions, the first era of the Dan Campbell, uh, first year of the Dan Campbell era, rather, we're obviously going to be talking AEW all out, lots of meat on the bone there. Great show from pretty much top to bottom, some big debuts and all that good stuff. So we're going to give you the loadout on that. We're going to be talking Michigan, Michigan State football. We're officially now going to be in week three of the college football season, so we figured it's a good time to check in on them. And we're also going to be talking some Pistons news as well as they're still working and tinkering with their roster as well. Um, Mike, let's just start off here with the heaviest news. Let's just go right into the NFL season. We're here. We've made it. Um... It's about time. I feel like it's taken forever for us to get here. Lots of change has happened, especially here locally in Detroit. But, Mike, talk to me. Just Are you, are you excited? Are you pumped? Are you, do you care? Are you checked out knowing the answer to all these questions? Yeah, but go can, ahead. Can I say I don't care? <laughs> I don't think that's fair to say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you did, everyone would be like, well, this gonna be a really boring show for the next three months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm
1: excited. This is what I do um, yep. uh, on, a, on a week-to-week basis. Oh, yeah. Uh, anytime. Uh, so I'm ex- I'm excited to watch, you know, the Lions for the first five weeks until (laughs) they go 0-5, and I go, that's depressing, and then I kind of switch to watch every Seattle game until they lose in the playoffs. (laughs) And then we got playoffs. And then and then I oh, and then and then we got the draft. So oh that, That's
0: like the pillars of how my season usually oh, really goes, just, generally. Well oh, we started out so exciting and then Mike just brought us all back down. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's gonna
1: be it's gonna be a fun time. Um, uh, you know, a lot of heartache, a lot of back problems after yeah, no after kidding. 17 weeks and watching every single game yep. all 272 games i'll probably be watching at one point so oh my gosh we'll, well have some fun and I, i'll try to live tweet and then when stupid stuff happens i'll get really frustrated yeah
0: so. no kidding real quick though before we get into these these lions expectations can we just talk just for briefly for a second how good is tom brady 44 throwing did you see that pass that long touchdown pass he had to antonio brown yeah. It looked like a Madden throw yeah, where it yeah. was like, it looked like there was a magnet in the ball, mm-hmm. and the other end of that magnet was Antonio Brown's face, and it went, Foof! and it was like, I've never, <laughs> yeah. dude, he's 44. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is insane to me mm-hmm. how good he is still playing. Like, you know, I, I don't even count those interceptions because they're both not even his fault, really. The first one bouncing off Frenette's face, and then the second one, I mean, it's a Hail Mary at the end of the half, yeah. so whatever. But like, Holy crap, dude! Yeah. Like it, he's wild. Just, it's just weird. It's just crazy to me that I mean, you he's know a, he's a different beast. You know he's come he out and said that he, you know it is winding down. Like he knows that, and it, it's just it's just gonna be very weird to think that we are gonna have an NFL one day with no Peyton Manning, no Drew Brees, no Aaron Rodgers, and no Tom Brady. Yeah. you know what I mean. That is that is so it's crazy insane. to me, and I, I'm sure other yeah. people will be like, well, it's when we had no Montana, and no this guy. Yeah. It's like a total. I'm sorry, it's a different level with yeah. Brady. Like when Brady's done. Yeah. It's gonna be so weird because I, then you can never gonna, go the Brady effect. Yeah. You can never say it again. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be crazy. That's yeah, gonna be like the division's actually gonna be open for once. Yeah, no kidding, right? You're just like, oh my gosh, you're watching such greatness and mm-hmm. you're never gonna see it again. You're never gonna see it like that again. Like Mahomes is gonna have to do so much. Lamar's gonna do Josh Allen, whoever whatever guy you think is the next one, right? They're gonna have to do so much to ever overcome yeah. that. It's almost an impossible. I, amount I of thought time. about
1: that actually the other day. Yeah. I was like, I would. I think Mahomes needs to get five Super Bowl wins before you can even start talking. Start about talking it. about it. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, because I always think you have to get half, yeah, or more mm-hmm. of what you think is the best players mm-hmm. in championships to be able to start then talking about said player. Right. Like, and take basketball for really quickly. Yep. Like, for LeBron, I was like, you cannot start the argument until that 2016 Golden State one right. where he got three. And right. they're like, all right, now okay. you're halfway. Right. So now you can discuss. So at this point, it. you've but got
0: multiple championships, multiple different eras, multiple different teams, multiple different yeah. iterations. like, you have, you have like, so yeah, right. much to get right. into there. exactly. So it's like,
1: yep. Uh, Mahomes, I think, needs to get to, like, four. Here's the thing is he needs to win four or
0: five, but he needs to get to... Yeah. Like eight six. Or <laughs> yeah. something. Well, here's the thing, so, too, like, is that I think it, the difference in the part that always sucks and the LeBron Jordan argument yeah. compared to this is that they actually played each other. Yes, and Brady exactly. came out on top. So we never see One. that matchup in the Super Bowl again. Anytime, it, if Mahomes wins seven, and you yeah. go, but Brady beat him. Yeah, you know and what that's I mean. Like that, and and that's... at forty-five, at forty-three years old, you beat a twenty-four-year-old Mahomes with the best offense ever. Yeah. Anyway, like, sorry, I still, yeah. I still got it. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's,
1: it's going to be a Herculean effort. It's yeah. Specifically for like if Omar yeah. all of a sudden goes on this run and wins five Super Bowls or right. something, then he's like, well, he never played him, so you right. never know what could right. happen there. Exactly, but like. The Mahomes one because everyone yeah. thinks Mahomes is the guy. Yeah, that's that's where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. He needs to win like five, six, go to like yeah. eight or nine, and even then, it's a hard. Well,
0: what would you prefer? Because I think that brings up a real quick. I know we're kind of going off topic here, but we're going to talk to Preston Lyons here in a minute. But like, w- would you prefer to see another string of dominance like you saw from New England and Brady as a whole? Like, like where you're just like, like I mean, he's won like sixteen AFC Championship games. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's insane, really, mm-hmm. when you think about it. Or would you rather it be more like the NFC where it's a little more volatile where like every year you have certain teams that are always good, but they maybe don't make it. Like the Packers are a perfect example of that, right? Where every year they win the division, um, they're a good football team, they usually make it to the second round playoffs or maybe in the conference championship, but they never really can get over the hump. Or would you prefer to see it like the the AFC has where clearly Kansas City is starting to become a dynasty, Mm -hmm. and I think they're really close to that. Um, Baltimore, you could say, is on the cusp. Buffalo is on the cusp. You have a yeah. small cluster of amazing teams that you think every year have a chance. Wh- which one do you prefer? Do you think that we're ever going to see? I don't think we're ever going to see it to that level where New England was ever yeah. again. But are, are, do, which one do you prefer? Do you like the volatility more where you're like every year going to the playoffs? You think you know, but every year something crazy happens. Because I don't yeah. think anybody was taking Tampa going from the seed. And running through the gauntlet and doing it as well as as, yeah. as effectively as they did. I mean, you know, I think you could have said when they were seven and five last year, man, this is just not yeah. clicking this year. You know, what yeah, I, mean? I, uh, I, I like a dominant team.
1: Yeah. to the extent of I think it's fun. If you're here's the thing, if I think it's fun for both sides. So I actually, I'll take the dominant team because if you're uh, if you're the dominant team yeah. and you're rooting for them, right. that's just oh, fun great to root for, yeah, them. for sure. But I always think it's fun like the years where like Manning would beat. Like Brady. Brady or whatever, right. or they and lose like, to Denver randomly. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's like that time where it's like really like fun to be like we beat the team, mm-hmm. like we were able to beat the team. Right. But I'm always just a fan of put the best two teams, yeah. in the Super Bowl. Right, like the miracle the best... runs
0: are always hard when you go down to like when it's a yeah. Super Bowl. Well, because like you could take like, would you rather have like. Take this NBA Finals. No,
1: okay, no, no. I was. Would
0: you rather have the Packers
1: or the Eagles run their Super Bowl run? You know, like I would rather get Packers Chiefs Mm -hmm. than get Chiefs Eagles. Like randomly, like I just want the two best teams. So that's why I like the dominant Mm -hmm. teams because at least I know. Okay, the Chiefs are going to be one of them in the AFC Championship game, and I'll be okay watching the Chiefs in every Super Bowl because they're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, so I'm cool with. Yeah, like a down. And
0: if you're team. a hater, you like to see those teams lose. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you're if you're like a Yankees or yeah.
1: if you're against like the yeah. Yankees or whatever, it's like it's fun to watch them lose. So. Yeah, right. Or Ohio it's, it's State or it's whatever. It's yeah, pack. it's
0: interesting. I think mean, Kansas City is obviously the team closest to becoming that. You know, because oh, Tampa's window is very very little. Yeah, but she, like the Chiefs are pretty open for the next yeah, couple years. Several years, right? So it's gonna be interesting to see you know how they continue to grow, how they continue to morph. It's pretty much as long as Andy Reid wants to keep coaching, I think they'll be. In it, in mm. some capacity, really. I mean, he made a lot of things happen with a really okay Eagles team. So, yeah. um, but just thought I'd bring it up there. Like I said, this is one of those things. The opening night, you know, did you know the best viewership on NBC since the Super Bowl? Basically, I mean, it was it was a good game. You know, yeah. it was tight to the very end. Lots, of, lots of big moments. Like I just this thing, we bring it up a little bit because you got to appreciate greatness when you got it, man. Mm-hmm. Like as I grow older in age, I say that being twenty six, but like you know, it's. You know, you're not gonna see LeBron James or Tom Brady's of the mm-hmm. world come through every 10 years. It's yeah. just not gonna happen. You mm-hmm. know, so appreciate these things while you got it, because once it's gone, you may never see it again, or at least you may never see it in your lifetime. So yeah. it's it's something where you really got to appreciate it while you got it. Um, all right, let's talk Lions, though. Um, obviously, by the time you guys are hearing this, we're recording before the Lions game against the 49ers. But by, by the time you guys hear this. You already know the results, so I'm not even going to talk about this matchup. I don't think uh, we've never gone week by week mm-hmm. on this show, and I think because a we don't know, and by the time you guys hear it, you already know the response of the game. But also because, quite frankly, I don't think it's prudent to go week by week, and especially where the Lions are at mm-hmm. um, in in this. But I do think it's important, and me and Mike talked about this off air. We we kind of found that we need, and we've kind of been embracing Lions fans for a little while about where this season is going to go. But I think it's time we establish some clear cut guidelines. For Lions fans, because I think as the first couple weeks of the season, everyone's excited. It's it's we're finally here. Games matter. Um, everybody thinks every team's going ten and six or ten and seven. We're all going to somehow sneak into the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. the it's the it's the narrative. Um, but I think it's time we set some clear cut guidelines and expectations for this Lions team. So Mike, give me the number one thing. Like give me one thing that you as a Lions fan, which you are that you need to tell Alliance fans to say, like, when you're watching this football team, whether it's from a play style or, yeah. like, an overall, like, hey, listen, think about this when you're watching this, whether it's, a, you know, it's it's like, hey, because I have something, but, like, yeah. you know, I, I want to give you first crack at it.
1: Yeah. I would say you look at the team and you go, this is the Detroit Pistons mm-hmm. of 2020. Like, like, and I think yep. that's the best way you can look at the team yeah. is is you have young pieces And obviously If none of them Are playing well Then that's That's a problem Right But um, You go Like you got guys Like Jeff Okuda Who's like 23 Mm -hmm. You know Panesuo Who's literally 20 He can't even drink yet Legally Um, Right You know Jonah Jackson Who's like 23 You got Mm -hmm. all these Like young DeAndre Swift
0: Right If he's no, he's good. Twenty. No, yeah, we're not going to talk on that. I, when you said that to me, I was like, "Oh, good lord!" I was uh, like, "Come on." He's,
1: yeah, he's. You have all these young players yeah. that are there. They're they're playing very well. You're so um, ridiculous. That it's funny. I just had to bring it. I, up. I was going through the offense. I was like, "That was the one I had to bring up." <laughs> yeah, um, just keep going, you jerk. Um, but yeah, I think you just have to think this is going to be Pistons of 2020, where they're not going to win a lot. Nope. I guess you could also think four and 13. Bag. They're like, they're only, only going to win four. So you got to figure out which four they're going to win. Right. But. Um, just look and go. This is not a good team, but I can see the flashes of where they could be. Right. And like, yeah. so like, if Okuda gets interception, go. Hopefully, in next year yeah. or the we year after, we get that yep. in a meaningful game. Mm-hmm. Or if Swift breaks a sixty-yard touchdown, you go. Maybe that is mm-hmm. like a key to win in a future mm-hmm. game. You know, yeah. like stuff like that is good to look out. for. And
0: I want to piggyback off of that. I think the number one thing that Lions fans should be looking at right now is where this team is at right now and then look at them when they're in December. Mm -hmm. They need to be a better football team in December than they are now. And as long as you see, and to your point, Mike, improved growth on players that you're expecting to play meaningful snaps for you this year, right? you're in the right path. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I think another thing people need to look at is this is no longer, and I know some people are going to be like, good, but this is no longer a Matthew Stafford-led football team. This is not a team where I can say, okay, on Stafford's arm alone, we maybe squeak out two more wins. It's not going to happen. Jared Goff and Matt Stafford are not in the same mm-hmm. stratosphere at, at quarterback. It's just not, a, and that's not even a knock at Goff. It's just their play styles are so different. You know, they're just different guys. Um, and then the other thing I want to think about too is I want. And I know it's hard because, as a fellow Lions fan, I understand where you know you've heard this spiel before. You need this is the first time, probably since the zero sixteen season, the Lions have ever fully torn it down. Mm. This is the first time in over a decade where the Lions have officially said, "Listen, we're not a good football team. We made a mistake in hiring a guy that we thought could take us to the next level, and he didn't. He tore it down. So we need to completely strip it to the strip it to nothing." and we need to build it back up, there needs to be a level of patience with this regime. There just needs to be. Mm -hmm. If the Lions come out and start out 0-4 or 1-5 or 1-7, you have to kind of expect that. They're the youngest team in the NFL. You don't know who your playmakers are right now outside of Hawkinson, and I guess Swift, but he's got to stay healthy, right? Mm -hmm. You need to exercise some caution. I do not want to see on Twitter – Well, they need to fire Dan Campbell because they're 1-8. and Mm -hmm. That's not the logic we need to be sticking with here, Mm -hmm. okay? You need to be looking at it and say, okay, what are they doing? Are they the bottom of the league in offense and defense again this year? If they are, you clearly have some problems that you Mm -hmm. need to fix. But I don't think that's going to happen. Are they going to be a good football team? No. They're going to be 25th Mm -hmm. in offense this year. And if we're hoping, they'll be 20th in defense. Mm -hmm. And that'll be a dramatic step forward. I just I'm I'm preaching patience not because I'm a fan of this regime not because I'm a Lions homer which I totally am but this is a complete and utter rebuild they sold everything off. they off they've got 47 million dollars in dead cap this year because they cut everybody who they thought was useless and got overpaid they've got every, it's this whole thing is reeks of listen just give us three years. Because yeah. you're gonna find your quarterback, you're gonna have a lot of ammunition on draft picks, and that's and that's where this stuff really where you can start to have expectations. The Detroit Pistons comparison is so accurate to when Troy Weaver got here, where Troy Weaver said, "I need to blow this team up mm-hmm. because this team is garbage, and we need to start over." That's where, and if and if hopefully you're not gonna find that luck where you're just gonna back into with a number one pick, but like yeah. if you if you can stay this course and you trust your evaluation on who's here and who's not. I think we're going to be much better off three years from now. Where you go going into year three, you're going to go okay. Yeah. Now is the time where we need to start seeing the wins start yeah. to come in. Yeah. The only
1: problem they can face this year specifically yeah. is if they look really if it's right. bad losses. Right. 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 Like if you are if you play Baltimore and you lose, like you know, like there's a, there's the loss of right. like. You know, you lose like forty to zero, or you lose twenty to zero to Carolina, right. where you just like look inept in both sides of the ball, basically. Right. And then there's the Kansas City loss, right, where, where you are like, you had a chance you, to win, you had a chance to win. If yep. Jerry Davis just knows how to spy the quarterback, <laughs> yeah, you get us fourth down stop, and you beat the best team in football, right. And you like, right. But 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 because it didn't happen, but it was like a good loss, right. Exactly. Like there's a You difference.
0: hang, you hung in there. You play, you showed flashes of. Listen, we can we can play with the best teams. Yeah. Right.
1: So that that's also another thing to consider yep. is if these first four games, because they're playing what? Uh, Th- this is a tough game. stretch. Yeah, so this yeah, is they a tough got Niners, Niners, Packers,
0: Baltimore, and then uh, Chicago, Bears, right. I think, right? So three out of those four games, you pretty much can pencil in as, as wolf.
1: As wolf. yeah. Yeah. So um, if they – yeah, so if – but if those first three games are just, like, not competitive, like if Rodgers throws for 500 yards and five yeah. touchdowns, right. that's concerning. Yeah. But if he's, like
0: – 220, two touchdowns, yeah.
1: and it's like relatively competitive, but he just outbeats you at the very end. Yeah. Then that's like room for thought. To about, All right, I, maybe it's and not. Honestly,
0: I don't even think that if Rodgers stills for five hundred yards this early, I don't. I'm not necessarily going to be like pulling the the lever. I'm not pulling I'm the lever. But I'm just saying, yeah. they're, like, they're, I do, do just... think which one of those things? Would like, I think though, because like I think Cuda, that means a Kuda yeah, can't I, guard anybody. What I would say my, to that is, is that okay? So if Rodgers stills for five hundred yards week two, it was a two right? Yeah. They're playing next week, Monday night, football. right? So if that happens, but then week 17 when, or week 18 when they play the Packers again mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he goes from 500 yards, he goes throws for 280, and yeah. you see that drastic yeah. difference, right? And you go, okay. Once again, incremental improvements, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm interested to see what this team going to look like. Now, obviously people are going to listen to this show and they go, oh, well, they look like garbage or whatever. But like regardless oh, of true. what happens against the 49ers here this week and regardless against what happens probably in the first four or five weeks, Outside the Chicago game where I think they actually have an okay – I think they can win the game. I don't think they're going to, but I think they have a chance, especially if Chicago continues to play (laughs) anti-Dalton. You know what I mean? Because let's be real. I don't know if by week four if he'll be starting at that point. But, um, like, I just want to see incremental improvements. They have to get better. They know – you, it, I guarantee you right now, if you had a lie detector test on pretty much anybody on that roster, probably with the exception of Jared Goff, you would probably be like, yeah, listen, we're not going to be very good this year. Like, if you pull Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, I go, yeah, we're young, unex- inexperienced. We're just going to go out there and see what the hell happens. We're going to try to build these guys up and try to remain competitive and be be a team that's annoying mm-hmm. for people. That's what you want to be. And. Yeah. You're going to have a high draft pick this year. You're hopefully going to be able to find your quarterback maybe unless golf for some reason is the second coming, which it's probably not going to happen. That was allowed um, though. How crazy would that be, right? If all of a sudden there's like dude he threw for 35 touchdowns and you go. I mean, yeah, we went 5 and, <laughs> five and 12. We went 5 and 12, but maybe it's not golf football you now. Right. I don't want to go from now. But Patience and understand that this is not a good football team. We're last year we went in the season thinking you're three of Patricia, it's playoffs or bust, right? That was the goal, right? You had a 32-year-old Stafford, Galladay's here. You had all these pieces where you think, okay, you can build off it. You've got all your players now. This is the time. This is not that time. Yeah. This is a totally different mark of where you are at. You are not in the you are not in the same spot as Green Bay. You are not in the same spot as um. As the Rams or the 49ers or stuff like that you're just not you're not there yet you don't have the talent let alone the experience but the talent you don't have yet on this roster to be competitive with the good teams in the NFL mm-hmm. so please 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 remain patient I do not want to hear about how terrible hire Dan Campbell was because they start out one and seven mm-hmm. I just don't want to see it because it's it's that kind of thing where you go all right well if you're already checked out then you were already checked out from week 1 because you don't have an understanding of where this football team is at mm-hmm. so really 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 yeah. exercise caution um real quick before we move on to all out and stuff um is there any is there any like is there one player on this team that you're like i really want to see them have either a bounce back year or really yes. take take a step like I, I think I know where you're going to go with it, but, like, I do think it's important to, like, highlight a couple guys that, like, you really should be looking at. Because it seems not going to be very good, mm-hmm. we need to look at – we need to start looking at individual play and go, okay, yeah. who who are guys that we think can be here years two, three, four? Yeah. I, my, my short list of people yeah. in that
1: conversation yeah. is, uh, number one, DeAndre Swift to make sure that he's a baller. Yeah. Uh, number yep. two, Quintez Cephas. To like solidify see if he, see that. if he's a thing 100%. yeah just to see if he works. Yeah, and he's gonna have and every then, opportunity this yeah, year because <laughs> he's gonna be a number two receiver so. yeah and then I think my number one guy but yep. you gotta go offense and defense is yep. Jeff Okuda absolutely uh you gotta yep. he's gotta be he has to be better yeah like he if he is to. not better. Mm-hmm. That you have a big problem as so a right. number three pick being that
0: bad, and I th- and I think too for Okuda because he's a corner, right? And I think you know Aaron Glenn made a good sense. It's like okay, let's look at his tape as a whole, right? Because yep. if he, if, De- if Devontae Adams torches him for a sixty yard bomb, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go, okay, that's annoying, yep. but it's Devontae Adams, right? But if it's one of those things where okay, yeah, he's he's got that, but overall. He's hanging in there and he's mm-hmm. making plays and he's doing if we see more out of the Arizona Cardinal game than yeah. we saw out of the game against Green Bay the week before, you go, Okay. Yeah they're, they're, that was they're two big different big. guys, right? Playing with confidence. I think I have a couple guys as well. Um Number one, I'm looking at I'm looking at Sewell because he's the number one overall pick, right? I know he's going to be playing left tackle for the next couple weeks because Decker's hurt, but just to see him grow, he's going to go through growing pains. I'm guarantee he's going to give up a sack against Nick Bosa, and I'm saying this as you guys already know what's going to happen. I'm willing to bet a lot of money that it's going to happen. Um, number two, uh, I want to see. Um, uh, Tracy Walker bounce mm. back and whether or not is Tracy Walker somebody that's going to be here next year yeah. or is he gone right like is he is he going to get an extension or is he are we going to resign him or is he just a guy that we thought had a lot of high potential but he's never going to live up to that right? right and that's something I think they really need to figure out very quickly um, and number three is uh, Jared Goff I, I, I want to know if he's the guy yeah. I want to know if he's the guy and I know it's going to be hard to look at that and say, okay, you're 4-15 and 15 or, or whatever, however many games we have now, and it's how, how can you back this guy when you only won four games? But I do think it is easy to separate a little bit between whether the quarterback is having a good year but just not there, and or he's just not making good decisions. Mm-hmm. Bad interceptions, lots of turnovers, unable to put the ball downfield, unable to put up points, in a relatively consistent clip, as much as you can be in the NFL, those are the things I'm going to be looking at for sure. And also, the, uh, as a kind of like a long term kind of thing, I'm looking at this is game management from Dan Campbell. Yeah. Where's the aggressiveness at? If we're on our, if we're on the 50 yard line, it's fourth and two, go for it. Mm-hmm. You have no no fear. I want to see that. I want to. See, the NFL is changing where mm-hmm. you need to be more aggressive in in neutral territory where it doesn't do you a lot of good to punt there. Mm-hmm. I know you have punt God and Jack Fox, but at the same time you you got to limit possessions. Yeah. So I want to see Dan Campbell. I want to see him be aggressive. I don't want to see a run. Uh, I, I don't want to see three runs and a punt. I don't want to see you know punting when it we're on the team's 40-yard line because we can't kick it. You need yeah. to go for it. That Those are the kinds of things I want to see as an overarching statement. Um. All right. Let's shift focus here. Let's go to – let's talk Michigan and Michigan State here while we're kind of on the topic of football here. Both 2-0. Uh, Michigan State looks really good against both Northwestern and Youngstown State uh michigan looks pretty darn good i would say um you know at least in the scoreboard department against western and washington let's talk michigan state first mike uh mel tucker had quite a few transfers coming in their running back looks like a beast tank um <laughs> yeah, he is you know he, he looks he looks he looks pretty darn good yep. um you know overall thoughts of on michigan state through the first couple of weeks of the season
1: yeah uh states played really well i think peyton Thorne's kind of coming into his own a little bit on the team um yeah. they have a couple really good receivers. Um Reed is just, right. like super fast and just like no one can guard him apparently. Right. It's like kinda insane. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that running back just is a beast tank in itself. Uh the defense is playing a lot better than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. Um really I guess you could say the whole team is. As I'm saying, like literally naming just every the entire every member of the team is just playing better than I thought they were. Right. But I think this team had the most questions going in mm-hmm. because they were like, oh, we have 17 transfers that are just going to be starters. So it's like, right. well, are those transfers from Northern Illinois? Like, right. like, right. like, how are those transfers really going to come in and like make the impact? Mm-hmm. And I think they have come in and made a great impact for Absolutely. the team. Absolutely. Um, I would say comparatively to Michigan, their wins look better. But I think their competition yep. has been less. So I'm interested when they finally get to play team. I guess play each other for one on, in Halloween. And then just play mm-hmm. similar teams as like Indiana, the Ohio State, so the Penn State. Right. To yep. see like who really comes out as like the better school through those. Like yeah. I see Michigan mm-hmm. State's really just a better team than Michigan is this year? Yeah. Or is it okay, well, Michigan State just beat up on Yorkson State mm-hmm. and they even play like a Mac team. Like that was right. like a lower than a Mac team kind right. of thing. For sure. So uh, but Michigan State really well. Um Honestly, I I had them going like six and six, five and seven to start mm-hmm, the year. Mm-hmm. I think they're more looking at like seven and five probably. Yeah, just because they're able to get something like yeah. that. Northwestern one was huge for me. Yeah, because I didn't think they were gonna win that one. For sure. So to win that one, I'm just gonna give them the extra win. So yeah. I think I think now you're looking <clears> at seven <throat> and five, which is much better than. Yeah. Previously
0: thought. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think they looked I think they've come out and they've really kind of they went. Okay, listen. The full year of recruiting certainly helps, right? Mm-hmm. Getting your staff in place. It was a late hire by Michigan State last year to get Mel Tucker. Um, I think. I think they're doing a really nice job right now. I, I. if I had to pick it right now, I think Michigan State beats Michigan. In my opinion, I, I do. I, I don't. Do too. I don't think Michigan's offense. We're going <laughs> to talk about that in a second. Has the legs to kill against anybody right now? Yeah. Um, so, because of that, I give Michigan State the edge. But I think they're doing a really nice job. But I think Mel Tucker is slowly but surely validating the fact that, listen, I belong – you know, I, I deserve to be here. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, all right, Michigan, though, the 2-0 and beat Western, obviously. Washington was, I guess, your first, quote-unquote, litmus test of this year, a little bit. They yeah. were 22-ranked going into the – you know, they lose to Montana or whatever like that. You know, it happens. Um, <laughs> Score seven points. Ran, they ran the ball extremely well. Against Washington, Uh, they threw the ball abysmally. Uh, Defense looked pretty darn good for the most part, I would say. Washington was missing quite a few of the receivers, though, so it's hard to kind of really gauge. Where are you at with this Michigan team? Because – You know, some people like oh they're starting off really great, but we we've seen this story before. Yeah, I think
1: I think I think I think their um their running game is great. I think I was so so me and me and and, uh, the whale man Kyle went to the game Saturday right uh, to the Washington game. So uh, and I told him like halfway through the game I was like I think they finally have a running back in Hassan Haskins that like you know I'm gonna say that and then they got stopped at the goal line. But that you know, pretty much can get, like, two or three yards if yeah. needed. Like, right. they haven't had that running back that's like, go get us two or three yards. Right. But, like, I think Hassan Haskins can do that for you. And then uh, Blake Quorum is, like, the fastest human on earth, it feels like, because yeah. he just outruns everybody. Like, right. it's absolutely insane. Right. So, I think their one-two punch at running back is phenomenal. Um and, but their, their past game and they even show a lot of it against yeah. Western. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like in the back of my mind, the most optimistic person that you could even think of. I'm like, maybe they're saving stuff in case they, like, right. they don't want to show it, which right. I don't know why you don't want to no. show it. Like it makes no yeah. sense to not show it. I mean, just run slants or something like it's not that hard, but okay. um, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned when they actually play a good defense. Yeah. Like a Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even worried about the flip side as much. Like I'm not worried about Michigan's defense mm-hmm. slowing down Wisconsin's like great running attack because their front seven's really good. Okay. Now their backside's right. but their front seven's really good for Michigan. Yeah. But I'm worried about like can Michigan score points against Wisconsin. That's, and that's normally <laughs> that's normally not my concern. Normally, like, the concerns flip, like I said. Like, normally I'm worried about Michigan's defense being able to stop Wisconsin. Yeah. And, and, like, it's the same thing going into Ohio State. I'm like, I think maybe Michigan could do a couple stops against yeah. Michigan State, against Ohio State. Like, yeah. I think they could actually lock down and do something. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm
0: like, I don't know if Michigan can score points this yeah. year against them. It's, and it's that's, rough. like, the flip. That's usually it's do you, weird. Do you think at any point in time we're going to see McNamara bench for McCarthy? I think or do you think it's more scheme because I'm thinking right now I, I can't give McNamara necessarily like all the blame I mean he went four for 11 or something like that right yesterday or was it, Blank, yeah man. he was like seven for 15. yeah but so like, like I'm like
1: but I'm like and then the game before that he went 15 yeah, for right, 19 right but I'm like but, I'm like, I, like, but they're it, all screens and short passes right so I, I don't know if the coaches have just like he can't yeah. throw. Well, he's
0: throwing out there, he's a great game manager, which in my mind makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit because yeah. that's where I go. Mm. Yeah.
1: I, I think JJ is your like your Justin Fields yeah. type guy mm-hmm. where he can let the ball loose and he can get around, and do whatever. Yeah. And I think Cade McNamara is your like JT Daniels right. for Ohio State. He was right. like he's not the best thrower of the football. Or his, or the Dwayne Haskins or something, but he's not turning the ball over and he's not messing up for you. Right. So I think there will come a point, and I think it would come probably sooner rather than we talk. We always talk about like Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance. I think that's like the perfect example where I think like a Jimmy Garoppolo will be fine the first couple weeks, and then when he's really tested against a good defense, you're gonna Mm -hmm. be like. Trey Lance, how about you come in and uh, throw this ball around because we know that you can throw a lot better than Jimmy Garoppolo can. And I think that's going to be the same thing where I think they're going to hit like a Wisconsin game yeah. and you're going to get stalemate for the first half. and you're gonna go, All right, JJ, let's open up the playbook <laughs> a little bit and let's see what you can do. And I think
0: I think that, I, I think they just need I think they just need a new offense coordinator. I I yeah. I'm at the, I I don't I am not the kind of person that likes to jump immediately at the first sign of problems and go oh I need to fire him he needs to be gone right because yeah. these are people that's their actual jobs and everything like that. But like we had three years of this now, and I made this post on Facebook actually where I said Michigan's offense has no identity. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything particularly well. And, and what I mean by that is it's not, okay, yeah, they rushed for 300 yards against Washington, and that's great. But, like, you're you're not a good spread team. No. You're not a good power run team. So what are you good at? right now, right? Because right now it feels like they're just a bad copycat of teams that are having success, like the Clemsons, like the Alabamas, like the Ohio States, but they're just doing a really bad job at it. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like they have an identity. And It's going to be really hard to win football games when you don't know who you are. When you're just trying to out Ohio State, like you're just trying to be a better version of what they do, you're not going to do it. Ryan Mm -hmm. Day is an offensive genius. You know what I mean? You're not going to out scheme Nick Saban, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, you need to come up whether that's a ground and pound attack, that's fine, but or or whatever you want to do. But right now, you don't know who you are offensively, and because of that, I think you're struggling. So, I just think they need to get somebody else in there, a young i I'm not even young, but like just a different uh, somebody that has their actual mind that this goes. Listen, this is what we're gonna do, and this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Because right now it feels like there's a hybridness of like this weird spread concept, but Harbaugh's like we need to run the ball, and that's fine. But it's just I don't know. It, it's a weird meh mesh of garbage right now. So yeah. meh, it's not great. But interesting to see. I'm glad they're both two and zero. It's always good to see both hometown state or both hometown teams. Getting off on the right foot as they kind of start enter Big Ten play. Obviously, that's where we're really going to see what yeah. these teams are. So, still think Ohio State is by like, clearing away the favorite to win the Big Ten. However, whether...
1: I, I I don't think they're clearing away as they were like preseason. But yeah. I do think like if I were to gamble like right now, I yeah. would say they win. I still think, but I think Big Ten. I think like at Iowa. Yeah, they're can, playing can, really can, like, well right them, now. Can give them yeah. problems. Iowa for
0: me is always hard to have faith in because every time I think okay, this is a year where they can yeah. be really good, they always lose. In that game against Ohio State, and they get blown out, and I go,
1: "What the yeah. hell?" Iowa's a team. I think Penn State's a good team that can like. Yeah, I, don't know, I think I think Wisconsin's still better than Penn State, but yeah. and then Wisconsin, yeah. I think it's I think those are the three teams that I think like. Yeah, are have a legitimate right chance. Yeah. yeah, I don't
0: think anybody. I'm spoiler. I don't think anybody from the Big Ten gets in the Final Four this year, though.
1: Yeah, not after Ohio State's loss. I yeah. think it's gonna be really, really tough, tough, right? Because to if you just beat it. up on
0: each other. Yeah, you hurt each other, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's, you need. That I think. I think. Well, too. yeah. I think. Yeah. I think
1: Oregon has a really good chance of going undefeated. Yes, the Pac-12. I do too. And, I, and if they yep. get in, Oklahoma gets in. You're yep. getting put in Georgia and Alabama probably. Yep. So I think that's tough for a, a Big Ten team to get in.
0: Correct. But we'll talk about that obviously later on. All right, let's talk all out. Um, you know, I'm gonna say it's their biggest show of the year. I don't know if it is. So I was I was thinking about that. So
1: we always talk about how it's yeah. not. Yeah. I think this is the first, well, one easily they- the first time they did it. But this is the first time where I felt like if you're gonna say like, yeah. what's the WrestleMania show of of like their big four or whatever? Right. This one felt the most WrestleMania ish. Yeah. Because they had debuts, great matches. Mm-hmm. It, it just felt bigger than all the other shows I had so right. far. But yeah, um,
0: that also could just be. I don't know. yeah i don't know yeah no i definitely felt i it, it definitely felt to me like a culmination of like okay we've been really planning for this and it's like all the stars kind of aligned for yeah. them in, in, in self also capacity.
1: maybe maybe it felt bigger because i think because of covid we always yeah. talk about how like wrestlemania mm-hmm. is always in like the big like stadium and all the other ones are smaller arenas, so it feels yeah. bigger this yeah. one was probably because you went from no fans from like double or nothing last mm-hmm. all out revolution full mm-hmm. gear and then double or nothing you had like full okay. fans in Daly's place right so like but yeah. now you're in the first stadium mm-hmm. for a pay-per-view so it just felt bigger in terms of like how many people were there and stuff and like actually like felt bigger so right. maybe that also had a case to it for sure but yeah um this is, i thought this was a
0: good show this is rated as their best show ever and i wouldn't totally disagree yeah, I mean, yeah, I I would have liked to have been in the crowd for this one. I feel like this one would, would have been a really good yeah. one to be there for. I think you because uh, I do think there's a couple matches on here where I go. It was good, solid, but nothing where I go whoa. I think you I think right see homebo. I think if we were there, yeah, I think, I think a lot of these better. matches
1: because like we always talk about because we went to Revolution 2020 yeah, yeah. and I think a lot of those matches on TV Yeah, we're we probably been, not all that spectacular. Yeah, but yeah. like because they were there it was wild. I think yeah. matches like for sure. like the opening match, yeah. Miro and Eddie Kingston. The crowd was like so red hot for this that I think um if we were there, it yeah. would have been better, but on TV, it doesn't work as well. Yeah. But Miro beat Eddie Kingston in 13 minutes. Got four stars. So the lowest starred match on here. That's four stars, really. Yeah. The oh. lowest star match on here is the battle royal at three and three stars. Big Show and QT. They don't count that because it's under five minutes. I gotcha. Okay. I was so, thinking, I was like, mm. um, um, but I mean, QT probably, that match probably yeah. would have got like a star, yeah. maybe. If it got count, but it can only be over five minutes. Yeah.
0: Miro so. and Eddie Kingston was fine. I just thought it went too long. And, and to, once again, there wasn't a, and maybe this is hurt because of the, how well they built other matches on this show. There was no build really to this match. It yeah. kind of was like a two week thing. We're like, oh, by the way, he's challenging and blah, blah, yeah. blah, which, you know, it happens, whatever. That's fine. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I never felt like in this match, they were building towards like a big finish, right? It was kind of like. We're we're just kind of having a match, and then all of a sudden, low blow hits him in the face. It's over. I don't know. It was just weird. It was it was kind of like I felt like it dragged, and then it was and it ended abruptly almost. It was a weird it was a weird match the yep. way it played out for me. I thought it was yep. good. I don't think it was four stars good. I I think it you know maybe three, but yeah. You know. Uh, next match we had John Moxley beat uh Kojima
1: in eleven minutes. Four stars also. Uh, this one they just beat the crappies out of each other. Yeah, it was so um, solid.
0: This was better than I thought it was going to be. Honestly, I yeah. thought this match was going to be a bit more rough than it was. Kojima really came to play. Yeah, and, and I think
1: I think the the big, the Suzuki, big was yeah. Suzuki coming out and people just lost their absolute minds for Suzuki. Yeah, no, um, yeah. So that was that was pretty wild. Um, this is the first two. I was I was in a cabin four hours away <laughs> from here. And I was trying to illegally stream the show. <laughs> so um I, I kind of missed these first couple matches because my stream was yeah. really slow yeah. but um
0: I went back and yeah they're
1: they're good but yeah it, w- it would have been better watching it, like live happen. Yeah.
0: But. they definitely you know tried to Really, kind of get you going slowly but surely. Yeah, in the, in I feel show. like they didn't
1: have like usually they use the tag match yeah. as your opener mm-hmm. to like hype you yeah, up, it could do but, it on this but one. they couldn't
0: open with the cage match. So, like, all right, what other match are oh we gonna use? Yeah, because if, and you, if you followed Eddie Kingston, if you followed the cage match with Eddie Kingston Miro, I'd have been yeah. like, oh boy, but and then you
1: can't open with Darby and Punk because no, that's got to be in the end. No, so, like, you no. were like, okay, so i put stuff. Yeah, the Chance yeah,
0: match, it was good like, card placement, but it just it was just weird. Yeah, anyway, uh, we like, had
1: uh, Britt Baker, DMD. Versus Chris Stat, Chris, Chris, Chris Statlander, yeah. Chris Statlander beat her in eleven minutes. Got four stars. So all four, all three of these just got four stars.
0: Yeah, um, I don't think this was a four star match either. I yeah. think they've. I thought it was
1: pretty solid, yeah. but I don't know if I'd say it's four stars either. Yeah. But um, yeah, good, good I thought AEW was, women's I thought match. This was solid. I think Britt Baker could just put on a good match with anybody yeah.
0: relatively. So with her character right now. You know the one thing I don't like about what AEW is doing about their their women's division. Hmm. Is it it very much feels like okay when you're the women's champion you're on TV every single week if you're not the women's champion we don't hear from you ever again yeah. like Riho, uh, Hikaru Harkis, Shida Nitha Nitha Rose Naile Rose. Rose. Rose is the only one that's yeah been able and that's to only, and she's just bit. there to take the loss right yeah. like you don't hear of any of these women and I get it you've only got really three hours total of television time so I yeah. get that but like man you don't hear like Shida was champion for a year and she hasn't been on Dynamite. In months, yeah. so you going to go. All right. That's the thing, though, is and you know? like, uh, you know. like
1: you like not to try to like defend AEW because no. I agree with that, but yeah. WWE does the same thing. Like yeah. Nikki Ash like loses the title, yeah. and but I now she's but
0: at least she's on TV. She's I mean they have, once again they have more time, so yeah. clearly they have more time to fill. But like I do think that you could definitely like Jake Cargill should be on television. Yeah. Every other the, week. Uh, okay. The problem,
1: problem to that yeah. is they also have dark and elevation where they yeah. do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And no one, like, yeah. I don't watch yeah, that. I don't either. Yeah. So, but if I did watch it, I would watch yeah. a lot more women's stuff, but right. I don't watch that. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, there's just way too much. Mm-hmm. Those, those like elevation shows are like two and a half hours and they have like 17 matches mm-hmm. all the way in three minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. there's like one person I want to watch on these. Yeah. That Dante Martin goes nuts. Yeah. Outside of that. I he was on us. TV yeah. and he was on TV. Yeah. So the match. All right uh by far not even close yep. best match on the show yeah lucha brothers defeating the young bucks in what felt like the fastest 22 minutes of no all kidding time.
0: when i saw that I went only 22
1: huh? i felt like it went a lot longer yeah got f- well, let me count the five and three quarter stars so we're a quarter less than yeah. the best match in aew yeah. which is the young bucks versus kenny and hangman at revolution 2020 which i would probably agree with because i like that yeah. one just slightly more mm-hmm. than this one the funny thing about this match is and i was listening like dave meltzer talk about yeah. it was all the stuff that these four like to do yeah. they really couldn't do no and they still had a great match yeah like because right. they love going to the outside yeah, they love of jumping off stuff yeah. and doing all this yeah, stuff and it was a lot of just you had to be in the ring
0: storytelling yeah
1: and they did great at that point. I thought it I was, was solid. Insane.
0: I thought it was really, really good. I, I mean, you, there's nothing you really can complain about in this match. I thought the right team won, too. You got the, yep. I think people were ready for it. Like, it's like, okay, listen, if they don't beat them, who the hell is going to beat exactly. them? It's going to be some weird, upsetty thing. There are two teams that have had... Such a good history, right? Where it hasn't been overused. I think this is the only this is the first time, really, in like two years since they've yeah, been they. Yeah, they haven't to had top. a they haven't had a tag yeah. team match against each other since All Out 2019. Right. So like this was, I thought this was perfect. It was yeah. a perfect time to end the Bucks reign because they're still over. Um, and I love Blue Bros. I love I love Ray Phoenix so much, so much I can't even. He can, he can literally like, do no wrong. There are certain people in this in the, in the industry where you just go and you go. God, he's just so good, and no one even understands. Like, I think another one of those is Pac. Yeah. I don't think people understand how good Pac is. I don't think enough people understand how good Andrade is. Yeah. Um, yeah, their match on Rampage was, was really so freaking good. But like, there's just certain people. Where he, like Seth Rollins is one that yes. I still feel is criminally underrated for mm-hmm. in ring work. Where you just go, man, every freaking time he's in the ring, oh, if any sort of meaning behind it, not some crappy TV match, but like, yeah. it, when there's meaning behind it. Damn, can they go? Like, yeah. it, this was phenomenal. There's nothing yeah. else you can say about yeah. it. It this was is, uh, Yeah, I would say now,
1: I'd have to rewatch. Yeah. All Out 19 to say if it was my favorite. I'm going to put this one just
0: above it right now. I am too, because the other one's a ladder match, right? Yeah, the yeah. TLC that, match or whatever. No, that one always hurts it because it's, it's It's an anticlimactic finish. Where yeah. Here I feel like you can really build, and it's like... Boom! Hit yeah. it, done out there. No, it was just, but, this was this uh, was great. But yeah, these these
1: guys we talked about. I think two weeks ago when we were going over this card and how people like complained complain about, it. and I'm like, I'm like, bro, if you give yeah. me this match every week on yeah. television, I'm oh, not going to complain. Yeah.
0: That's the thing. It's like one of those things where it, but it's not the same match either. I, yeah. we didn't see that match two years ago. It's yeah. a totally different thing. And the thing I loved about this match, the crowd was so ready. Yeah, they were like, you could just feel it when they were walking down the ramp. Where you're like tonight's the night and yeah. you could feel it and everybody was ready for it they were with them the whole ride it was great it was yeah perfect perfect perfect, perfect. Yeah, no. so then uh we go to the casino women's battle royale
1: yeah, match we'll let them down now <laughs> uh, this is one i i didn't really uh care nope. for and watch watch this and fast forward yeah um Ruby Soho gets win. Yeah, the Ruby Soho wins. I do like, so we both picked Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And one thing I do like about AEW yeah. is they don't just go instantly to the match that everyone wants. Yeah. Because everyone wants Thunder Rosa to mm-hmm. win and challenge Britt Baker and have that match again. Yeah. Like, everybody in the world wants that. Yeah. But they hold off on matches that people really, really want. Mm-hmm. And they're able to, like, fill in another person or, like, yeah. be able to prolong the story to another pay-per-view or whatever. Right. And I think Ruby Soho, Ruby, God. Ruby Soho uh, (laughs) did a a perfect job at this where she wins. Now you're going to get Ruby Soho versus Brooke Baker, which is going to be a great match. And then that can eventually tie into now Thunder Rosa gets her Uh match. And also Ruby Soho and... And uh, Thunder Rosa had like a nice like four minute finale. No, I was yeah. And that part was like, I thought great, it was but... I thought it
0: was I thought it was good. You know, the Battle Royals are always a little bit like meh, you yeah. know. I was it was kinda nice for them to finally buck trend and like the person debuting just wins the thing. Yeah. I thought that was kinda nice. Um I like Ruby Soho a lot, Heidi Loveless, you know, whatever you want, Ruby Riot, whatever you want to call her. Um I think she's pretty solid overall, right? I mm-hmm. mean, once again, I think she's just a big name for Brit to eat. Honestly, at the end of the day, yeah. like I think she's she just gonna get absorbed into it. Um, but, but this like this like for this month, moment uh, though, I thought this it was month solid. or month and a half mm-hmm. that she's gonna be you know, on. She's TV gonna be on TV all the time. M- use time. the leverage the fact that people are excited to see her because she's from WWE. Use it to your advantage yeah. and get a good match out of it. Uh, we have uh, Chris Jericho beating MJF in
1: 19 minutes. Got three and three quarter stars.
0: Now that is a star rating. I think I would agree with. Yes. That's, I think that's a fair accurate um, statement. It was a
1: time. little. It, it was one of those like. Story told build matches mm-hmm. That like I was I wasn't super excited To watch this match Cause I know Jericho Can't really go right. That much Right now right So like I'm like I, Like MJF and Cody last, yeah. last year at Revolution I was pumped for Cause I know they could Put on a mm-hmm. great match and plus, they have the storytelling. Right. I'm like these two. I don't feel
0: like just put on like the A list matches that I want to see. I was waiting for this match to hit another gear, and, and it never never feeling really like we got it. Yeah. It was kind of like okay, because I'm good with that. I like a good build up, right? I can enjoy getting like okay, we're rolling, we're rolling, we're rolling. Okay, like yeah. like Edge Rollins SummerSlam was very much like that. Mm-hmm. Star- and by the time we finished, you were like, whew, all right, that was that was some solid action right there. Yeah. Thought it was fine, but you know. The payoff is what that Jericho wins. Okay, yeah. It's now, cool. now you know what I mean. Like, okay, MJF has got to come out here and do his thing. I thought he did a pretty nice job of kind of getting back some heat, but he's so easily hateable anyway that it doesn't really matter. Um, I don't. And I don't anticipate Jericho to wrestle very much yeah. in the next couple months. Well, yeah, because he's on he's on tour. Yeah, tour Fazi, right. You know, so. Yeah. I just. I also I thought, I, thought the, I thought the entrance for MGF when he had the
1: countdown uh-huh. and people
0: went insane. Berserk. Yeah thinking yeah. um
1: literally it could be anybody coming out mm-hmm. and then just mjf came out and i hated
0: jericho's entrance by the way hated it with that stupid the, oh the, the, the guitar, guitar player well, it's like, his guy i get it yeah. but i was like yeah. you cause you lost the ability to sing along with the song yeah it was not as good i was like oh yeah. man well, was like, off the, yeah, the crowd didn't know what was going no on and... I, I thought they were gonna start that yeah and then kick on the music, you know, like they yeah. do sometimes. And then like, and then we're actually going to roll with it. Like he plays the guitar solo and then he goes, and yeah. then then and, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're really kind of go with it. And they never did that. And I was like, ugh, yeah. it was like, man, you really just killed like the momentum going into this a little bit. So yeah. no, this is okay though. Uh, I'm going to just say our co-main cause I don't count a three minute yeah. match to be our
1: co-main. So our, 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 like real co-main, uh, CM Punk coming back versus Darby Allen. Um, Uh, good match. I I had to go from awesome to great to good, like, really quickly in my head, Mm because it wasn't, like, that great of a match. Uh, It was a good match. Um, When CM Punk came out, and he said, it's clobbering time, and everybody screamed it, I was like, yo, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, when everyone said it's clobbering time at the same time, I was like, this is all you have to to do, do. and you already got your money's worth out of it. Well,
0: it's like Hogan, right? Hogan, you gotta come out. What are you gonna do? All right, are you gonna walk out there, or are you gonna... Point. You're gonna cup your ear, and you're gonna pose a couple times, and you're yeah. gonna hit a big boot, and you're gonna drop a leg, and everybody'll be happy. Yeah, that's all they that's want, a, and that's all that's everyone all wants. wants. Uh, which actually, this
1: match ended up being really, really good. Yeah. At the end of it, um, it started off. I was like, wow, this is not gonna be my cup of tea at yeah. all. No. Nope. And then I end up,
0: you know, really, really slow, really phased approach, right? You know, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. I thought yeah. it was the perfect kind of intro for Punk to come in and be like, okay, we're yeah. we're rolling here, we're good. I don't necessarily agree with where they went with Teen Taz thing, but I'm going to let that simmer before I fully yeah. pass judgment. Also, also my my second favorite spot in the
1: whole show yeah. was when Darby went for that coffin drop and Punk just sat up yeah. and laughed. I missed, yeah, I, I laughed totally missed. I was so like, that was,
0: Because that was like – that's so much like – everyone every person ever has gone why don't they just sit up when he drops like he can't see you he's he yeah. getting no way he can adjust to it yeah and so like it was only like oh I finally like yeah so it made it actually, logical yeah. sense yeah yeah, which yeah. I thought was good. i thought i thought it was so great if it you know the, you've seen these comparisons online but i do think it's important to mention right watch one two three kid versus bret hart for the world title on a raw um look it up xpac has said multiple times that it's his best match ever um it's very and you can see there's gifs online of the two matches side by side and you can yeah, see they're, they're literally like, like identical virtual us. copycats of each other but it was very much a slow build up into big finishes where you think the underdog's got a chance and then the veteran catches him at the end and puts him away I um, thought it was really solid what do you think about Punk's gear by the way That it was weird the long pants yeah i, no, I heard it appear. was just like like aw like wanting to differentiate themselves yeah. so they went yeah, longer I and yeah. i was like that's fine i just thought was, i was i just wasn't expecting him to see long pants on yeah i was like oh okay yeah he's gonna go with it um <laughs> we have paul white versus qt marshall that next, was a match next don't care next it's <laughs> over next i didn't even watch it i literally went i didn't even like f- like half fast forward to kind of just like right, yeah. let's move this along here no no i went boop boop know oh done okay cool next we have Sorry, but like, of- <laughs> I'm not gonna give you a pass AEW just because I get it. It's a time filler match, and you wanted to get big show on your card. I get it. That's yeah. fine. But I do the same thing to WWE shows. Oh, it's this. Nope. Next, yeah. uh, and we're stopping. <laughs> or I'm gonna go shower. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do whatever. Yeah. You know Like nope. All right. Pass
1: AEW world title match. Kenny Omega. Especially defeated- when I'm
0: waiting to watch this match, and I gotta go through
1: that crap. No. Yeah. Next. Kenny yeah. Omega defeat Christian Cage in in a four and a quarter star rating. Um, I think that's a fair assessment. I think this was very yeah. Quiet. It was a really good match. Literally, like someone posted to like they did some like table mm-hmm. or he threw him into the steps and did a table spot or something. And they were like that was three minutes into the match. I went that did not feel like three minutes no. <laughs> into the match. That no. felt like a lot longer into yeah. the match. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really good match. It went 21 minutes and 19 seconds. Um, and so I had my second favorite spot was the CM Punk one. Mm-hmm. My first favorite spot. That I never thought I would ever see in my entire life. Also, I never thought I'd see a Canadian story off the top rope. Which yeah. that happened, I thought that was the coolest yeah. thing ever too. Mm-hmm. That was my third favorite spot <laughs> on the show. But, and then my fourth favorite, my fourth uh, favorite? Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite spot that I never thought I'd yeah. ever see was a one winged angel from higher up mm-hmm. in the ropes, I guess. Because yeah. I want I've always wanted to see a top rope one, but Perfect. I think that might kill a man. <laughs> so I'm cool with a second rope one. Yeah. But it was and too I think phenomenal. it was
0: I think it was nice because it's like, okay, Christian's done. Like yeah. He like Kenny, you put the thought in your mind of and this is how people should look at it, and if you don't you're watching wrestling wrong, is like, Kenny thinks, I've lost to him once before mm-hmm. I don't know if the one-winged angel by itself is going to be enough yeah. for me to beat him. So I need to take it up a level and I need to go to the second rope and hit it from there where I have some more altitude some more umph on it. That is the logic that people need to watch that with and go okay, yeah. right? Because either way no one's kicking out of it, but like It's the principle involved of okay, I'm going to make sure. I think I can get it done normally, but just in case, I need to make sure that I kill this man in order to walk out champion. That is the logic. People need to look at that with that. Yep,
1: agreed. Um, All right, and then obviously, and then you had the big, the big big reveals, big reveals at the end. They they had a lot of good. uh, I gotta delete this. Uh, They had a lot of good. Kenny does his promo. It was funny because he was talking about like dead people. Yeah, and I was like, man, he shot for the dead people. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, you had Cole come out, which, by the way, Cole's theme music is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah I liked it. And it, was like, it was so good. Da, 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 da,
0: da. I was like, "All right, here we <laughs> yeah, go." I yeah. was like,
1: "It's on, it's on, like iTunes and Spotify or whatever yeah. right now." And I listened to it like once or twice. Yeah. And I was
0: like, "Oh, this is really, really good." One, once or twice.
1: We we try to limit <laughs> ourselves. <here. laughs> I'm looking at your face right now. Like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, but yeah, it's, it's really really solid stuff. So he comes out, yeah, turns heel, yeah, joins the elite someone or yeah. does whatever mm-hmm. and then you think the show's about to go off the air and, and then you got your i boy, love brian's music too Brian i think brian's yeah.
0: music is awesome
1: yeah and then he comes out yeah and then they clear house yeah. and the place is going bonkers bananas. bonkers bananas and yeah. yeah uh then the show went off the air solid show
0: yeah um bomb. cold jumping you know we talked about this off air i don't want to get too into the weeds with it i do feel that you didn't need Cole on this show. I think no. you could have waited for the debut. Uh, I understand why they did it. I totally get it. And you know now you're just like, oh, Cole's here, Brian's here, Punk's like it's just yeah. like it's just you're like, oh my gosh, like how can you miss a dynamite? You can't miss a rampage, right? Like yeah. you can't miss right now. Um, so I I totally understand it. But long term wise, Cole is your biggest asset right now. But out of the three of them, Punk's not going to be around five years from now in a probably in a wrestling capacity like he mm-hmm. wants to be. Brian. Probably very similar, just because of the amount of injuries. Quite frankly, um, so like Cole in his prime is going to be your biggest asset, and I know, I know why, and we've talked about this before. But like, I just thought that okay, if you're gonna debut Brian, debut Brian, like yeah. you could have done everything you did without Cole there, um, and still debut Brian and been fine. Yeah, you, you didn't need Cole in this particular spot. Honestly, thinking about it, why not have Cole come out and cost Brian the title? when Kenny and him face each other, and that's how you debut him, and then you spin off Brian and Cole mm-hmm. while he's joined the elite and stuff, and they can still do this anyway, yeah. right? But I'm saying, like, from a impactful, like, oh, crap, now Adam Cole's here. Yeah. Holy crap, what is happening? You know, yeah. oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah,
1: I wonder... I wonder if they have plans, because we've always talked about having, like, six-man titles. Yes. And if they do debut six-man
0: titles... Dude, Bucks and Cole. Bucks and Cole (sighs) are definitely going to win them. Dude, you guys can't see my face right now, but I think I just had a small, like heart attack like that sounds but like so i i feel good. like they would be the first people to win them oh my gosh and then
1: and that's why like if they don't debut six pack six man titles by like full gear mm-hmm. then i w- agree with your point yeah. that that would be but if they it, yeah. in the next like two months right it, like debut them and they win them yeah. then i'm like oh okay, that's why they debut yeah. Cole for that reason yeah for way.
0: sure i just you know like for me i'm a adam cole mark so you know call me what it is whatever but like i just think that overall he's the, he was the biggest free agent possible they could have gotten. I think he's bigger than Bray. I think he's bigger than Strowman. you know, and those guys look like they may be going to TNA, which is perfect for them. Um, but like for me knowing that people are like, okay, is he going to go back? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go to AW? Where is he going to go? What's going to happen? You know, what is Adam Cole going to do? And you know, to like have him be as impactful as possible and not just come in and kind of fill second fit because i'm at a point now i can't look at cole and be like you're not the leader of a group mm-hmm. i just can't do it and i think it, you know the undisputed era stuff the kingdom in, in ring of honor even the bullet club in the united states wise before cody joined that was supposed to be Cole's spot it was yeah. supposed to be cole feuding with kenny you know that whole thing that they did with cody in mm-hmm. that thing that was supposed to be adam cole yeah. but he just left he went to wwe so it's like I can't look at him and be like, all right, he's second in command to Kenny, right? Like, it's yeah. hard for me to get that adjustment. But I'm going to reserve judgment because I do think that off of this, you're going to see a lot of really badass matches. And I'm very excited yeah. for Brian. Really, Brian and Kenny has the potential to be an all-time great yeah. if they allow it to be. Yeah. It, and what I mean by that is I don't want a whole bunch of hodgepodgey interferences yeah. like that. Like, I, I just want them to have a solid – Mother effing match yeah. where you go the, and, the, holy and the crazy thing about yeah. Brian and Kenny, yeah,
1: which I, I don't think will happen, mm-hmm. but I think when the time comes to we will talk about that match mm-hmm. probably for full gear, yeah, I think it'll be in the back of our minds is could Brian win, right? Because 100%. he's so over exactly. and he's such a face right now, exactly. That I think that even though we are like Kenny's or Kenny's probably. gonna probably lose yeah. it to Adam Page right? at right. one point. But you it's can like make the but, go,
0: Maybe it's bigger to have Brian But right it, it was the
1: same thing with Reigns When he was going yep. against Edge and Brian yep, right. And we were going It's like Reigns will probably win Yeah But in the back of our mind, Mind, you're like, "Edge could win, Brian could Could win."
0: Right? You can talk yourself into a scenario where you go, "If they go this route, then they could go this, this, this." And you could have a route where Daniel Bryan
1: wins, and then Daniel Bryan loses to a heel. We need to start saying Brian Danielson again. Brian Danielson. Danielson. Isn't that weird? Yeah, the American Dragon. Yeah, yeah. But you could have him lose in a couple months to like MJF, and then MJF could lose it to Hangman. Mm -hmm. You know, like you could like prolong Mm -hmm. that a little bit and do that stuff. Absolutely. So there's like ways. 100%. 100%. All-round. So when, Brian, when Brian's in this match, we're going to yeah. go, I think Kenny's going to win. But, but in the back of my mind, I definitely think Brian can win. And that's what I'm excited for. Exactly. is for the first person to finally feel like maybe this guy can take Kenny Correct. out. And it's yeah. going to be fun.
0: And that's and that's 100% where I'm at with it, too. It's like you, you think about how You get goosebumps just thinking about it. You really yeah. do. Because it's the, the amount of possibilities they have, right now at least, it's like, oh, we're just – Turning out yeah. match after match, and if like Kenny loses,
1: you can have him at Cold Feet for stuff. And oh yeah, it's, it's like it's like the amount of stuff in the next year, two years. They're really making a push. I
0: hope WWE is paying attention because yeah. they need to be. You yeah, know? it's no longer NXT versus AEW. It's full on WWE versus AEW. It I know is. no one's talking about it, yeah. but
1: it, it, it you'll never attention. see it in like the ratings. No, but just from a show perspective, mm-hmm. like if you sat down and you're like, do you want to watch? All Out, or do you want to watch like SummerSlam? Yeah, and you look at the cards, how they were, and it's like All Out gives you a very compelling reason to watch All Out for over that, you know? And it's like, and that's how it's going to be moving forward. Do you want to watch WrestleMania, or do you want to watch this double or nothing card when you have CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, name my guy, name my guy? It's like it gives you a really compelling argument to which one you want to watch now,
0: absolutely 100%. It's gonna be, it's fun. Wrestling's it's, fun. It's wild wrestling's now. fun, man. Everybody wants. AEW really thing. made this fun. Everybody wants to know why we do. We do. I've had people ask me. I'm sure you've had this too, right? Yeah. If, you know, why why do you guys do wrestling on the show when you guys talk about it? Because it, it for a couple. Number one, wrestling's year round, so I was going to say changing. one one. Yeah. always for for content, for content for yeah. content. And number two, though, right? It's something where it, anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen at any time. And you, and well, we do this all the time. You play fantasy booker. You there's so many possibilities it just it elicits emotion one way or the other good bad or indifferent it elicits an emotion from people and it's a billion dollar industry that's mm-hmm. another reason why let's be clear here folks um, i don't know if you know this or not but wrestling's not struggling mm-hmm. boxing's struggling you know the yeah. ufc is struggling right now like yeah. you 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 without quote unquote top stars like yeah. you know I, listen, I, all I hear's, all I know is this: I know I'm going to see Kenny Omega on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to see John Jones ever fighting a cage again. You know what I mean? That's just at the end of the day, right? You can yeah. hate all you want, but it, it just is what it is. But um, and plus, it's fun to talk about. Get with it, people. Wrestling's yeah. cool. I don't know what, I don't know where you guys are at with this, but mm-hmm. figure it out. Um, all right, last thing, let's talk about real quick: uh, Pistons moves. Um, Troy Weaver shows up 14 months ago, says this team's awful. I need to get rid of everybody and he's a successfully, 14 months later, accomplished his mission, and he has cut, or not cut, but has gotten rid of the last remaining member of the Stan Van era, and Sekou is no longer a Detroit Piston. Him, yeah. along with Oak Forge, a little Oak um uh, Oakford, I think that's it, right? It's just those two guys, right? Yep. Coming over in return, the Pistons get DeAndre Jordan and four future second-round picks, and I think about like $5.7 in million million, cash yeah. to offset DeAndre Jordan's contract. Um, and then the Pistons proceeded to immediately buy out DeAndre Jordan, so mm-hmm. he will never actually suit up for us. Thank the Lord. And he's now with the L.A. Lakers to join the all-AARP squad. Um but <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, that's I'm ridiculous. hating now. They're gonna be good. I know they're gonna be good. I don't need they're to hear about it. Good. It's gonna be fine. Jeez Louise, goodness gracious, it's fine until one of them breaks a hip, and then they all start getting. You know,
1: they're all. I mean, they're I all mean, gonna have will arthritis. They, will they all survive this season? I don't think so. No.
0: But will they be good? Yes. Yeah. Will we actually ever see a full five-man roster? I, that I don't know. So. <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna. Be, we'll talk about more basketball as it comes, but. Uh, basically, the Pistons buy four second-round picks, which is good because they needed some in the next few years. Basically, the Nets just needed to offload somebody because they're in salary cap hell right now a little bit uh, when it comes to the luxury tax and all that good stuff. But it, this is officially—if you had any doubts before—it a destroy Weaver's team. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts on the trade? I know some people were kind of shocked they gave up on Sekou as yeah. early as they did. I'm I'm of the opinion where it's like I just don't think they had any room for him anymore because yeah. he wasn't able to crack the lineup on a worse roster than there is one today. Like yeah. the Pistons roster today compared to last year is much better. Yeah, experienced yeah. players, everything. I think
1: I think because he wasn't gonna play. I was gonna, I was gonna say because Troy Weaver did so well in yeah. hitting on their draft picks. There's just no room for Seiko. Yeah. Like if Shadiq Bey wasn't as good as he is right. then Isaiah maybe Stewart, then you can, compete, then with you it. can yep. compete with, but they're just so much better. Mm-hmm. Like killing. like I mean, like forward wise, I guess. Like Shadiq yeah. Bey, Isaiah uh, you have Jeremy Grant, then you have Isaiah Stewart and stuff. Yep. Like he is not gonna see. Now Kale Olenek is and there not-
0: too, can both play power forward and center. Yeah, like, like you're, yeah. you're like Seiko's gonna struggle to see minutes. So And you take Isaiah Livers and Luka Garza in the draft. They both look. I mean, not livers we haven't seen, but like Garza looked, I think better than expected in yeah. my opinion. So, in, in yeah. League. So I just don't think he has room there
1: to play. He's going to be in the G League. And so, yeah. So in that case, you might as well just leave and go try to find somewhere else to play. Right. So.
0: And I think using some cap flexibility that they do have, I know they're going to be paying DeAndre Droid next year, but next year's free agency class is not all that great. I don't think this year. I, I from what I've read, I think. no, I don't think the so. the year after, that, after right? Yeah. yeah, that were everything. So they're Ooh, they're they're, they're playing uh, the long game here clearly. Um, I think next. I think this upcoming off season. Yeah, I don't think there's uh, anybody. All that. But I'm pretty. I, I think it's got, it's the following year. There's one free agent class. That's. I think like it's 2023. Bonkers, but I think. It could I be. think. Um, but either way, um, so literally your longest tenured piston now is Killian Hayes, the seventh round pick lat or seventh overall pick last year, um, in the draft. That's where you're at right now with this with this team. I don't mind it. I dig it. I know some people are like, oh, my God, he's only 20 or 21, whatever the hell he is right now, you know, because he was the youngest player drafted uh, when they took him a couple of years ago. But I just don't think they saw enough out of him to warrant the progression and everything else. And I think that you're like, listen, to your point, Mike, I think mean, he's had better players at his spot. I mean, mm-hmm. he was probably, what, fourth on the depth chart right now out of a – you know what I mean? When you yeah, think about I mean, all the different probably, com- I mean, shoot, if you really want him, you go super small ball and, you know, Cade's playing a forward spot somewhere, you yeah. know, I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he's not. Yeah, he's coming off the be- – if anything, he'd come off the bench for Shadiq Bey at the three probably yeah. or the four. Yeah. Um, but that's, like, your best-case scenario. Mm-hmm. Right. But even then, like, Olenek plays the four. And the five. I mean, he's going to play he's five. He's going to play five, but, but he like, can. he can move four. Isaiah Stewart is yeah. in there. Yeah. And then you move – Like, you can move Kate down to the three to get, like, Frank Jackson in the game or something. Mm -hmm. So, it would be tough to see minutes for Seiko. So,
0: Which is weird to think about because we both have agreed that – and I think we're all kind of in agreement here that the Pistons are still not going to be a very good basketball team this year. But you've got a lot of people where you go, yeah, but they all need to see minutes in order to get good. Yeah. You know, so – It's going to be an interesting time. I think the writing was on the wall when they took Livers and Garza. They took two more bigs where you go, hmm, where does that put you exactly with everything else? Their one big free agent signing was a center slash forward. And they even got that guy from the Spurs, too, that Mm -hmm. they signed. He's a power forward. So there's a lot of guys that um, clearly are there. But um, real quick, just as we go into the, you know, because it's kind of like the dead period of the NBA at this point, right? Thoughts on where the Pistons are at? Like, are you, are you still... Are we still on the hype train? Are we excited? I mean, I mean right. I'm I pumped. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm pumped for the season. I'm yeah. going to be at the opening day game, mm-hmm. October 20th. Against the Bulls, uh, right? Against the Bulls, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll be there, but... Um, do I think they'll be, like, good? No. No. But, like, am I excited to watch a lot of their games? Yes. Yeah. And I haven't... Yeah. Like, I was talking to uh, Josh the other day
0: yeah. about it. and he Big was, Josh. Big Josh. He gets more shout-outs on this show I know, than, than any of your else. other friends, dude. I, I guarantee Carlton's probably like, man. Like, uh.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I. Uh, yeah, he watched, like, every Pistons game, like, last year. Yeah. I, I can wow. only imagine now that you're getting Cade there and yeah. Killing's going to be there and, like, all this stuff. that we like, got a
0: guy in the video game promo for NBA 2, 2K22. Cade is in the like, Yeah, Cade's the promo. in the promo. Yeah. It's like, whoa, a Pistons player? Yeah. What is going Not so, Ben Wallace? What? Yeah, it's going to be wild. Yeah. i be nah, excited. It's, it's it's very exciting. So Lions fans coming back, let's let's put a nice little bow on this episode. Um, if you're a Lions fan, look what the Pistons are now, two or three years into this rebuild. That's where you want to be. Yeah. Spoiler. That's where you want to be. Yeah. So having some optimism, knowing you're probably not gonna be very good still, but the year after that, really you're gonna start to see some money moves happening. So mm-hmm. it's an exciting time for sure. Um, that's gonna be it for this week's episode, guys. Uh, thank you so much for for listening. Once again, go to our website, I'mAlwaysRightPC.com. Get 15% off all Swift Lifestyle products using the code Always Right. Please be sure to do that. Uh, we you know it helps help support the show. Um, plus it's a great product so for sure do that buy our shirt the uh, official I'm Always Right Sports Podcast t-shirt you can find that link on our website as well um, And make sure you like subscribe and all that good stuff wherever you listen to podcasts um, and enjoy the NFL season guys it's officially here so it's an exciting time to be a football fan but for the Mr. Wellman he's the Merckstone Mike Merkel I'm the mouth of Michigan Rob Mendeika and we will see you guys as always next time